A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jess, by any chance were you invited here by Andy McPhee? Oh my gosh, I wish I was. I gotta say, I've been depressed since I watched this episode a few times. Oh no, you've uh, you've really you've gone into a depression. You're really I, upset about this. I am. I think like I mean, we'll get into it, but I feel like we've lost a character, a great one, a, great one, a character that. By far my favorite character on the show. It's not It's not even close. Like, I kind of oh, wish it was. Oh, so you're finally admitting it. Andy McPhee is your favorite character of Dawson's Creek ever. Um, I mean, we still have a lot of seasons to go, but right now, yeah. Okay. okay. Hard to say. Like, I, I always admit that I remember the early seasons of Dawson's Creek way more than I remember the later seasons. So, like, my opinion could change, but I just think Andy was a very dynamic character for the show. And we're obviously going to spend a lot of this episode eulogizing Andy and not that she's dead like Abby, but she's going to be off of our TV screens. And I think like the fact that we had a character like her on this show in the nineties is very important. 
And not only that, I feel like she was just, she's just an amazing character. And so I'm really, really sad that we are only seven episodes into this season and we're saying goodbye to her already. It feels very soon for it. Gosh, it really feels very confusing. Um, I did not expect this. Now, I was dreading something like this could happen. I was dreading that her little like foray into X last episode could lead to a departure. Um, And in a way it did. It just happened in a different way that I thought and much sooner than I thought. Right. You were thinking she was going to go off to Harvard and that was going to be right. Is that right? Yeah. I think that like what I had thought was I thought that once again, I did not think that Andy was going to be here for all six seasons. And the reason was, was because when you think of Dawson's Creek, you think of James Vanderbeek, Katie Holmes, um, um, Joshua Jackson, and then like Michelle uh, Williams. Michelle Williams, yeah. And, uh, you know, Meredith Monroe is not a household name like everybody else. So I thought that a good time for her would have been her going off to Harvard. You know, a good separation there. I would have been accepting of that. Um, and that would have that would have been it. Like maybe we would have gone to see her in the finale. Like sometimes shows do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's what I was thinking of. Um, so I didn't think that she was long for the Dawson Creek's screen. But yeah, episode seven is much sooner than I had anticipated. I was even fearing last yeah. week that we would get some sort of another spiral and it would lead to her departure but i gotta be honest with you if it had to be now i'm at peace with how it happened yeah so i i will agree with you there i would have rather had her go off to harvard um and that be her exit right finish out your senior year right because i think i think that would have been a strong way i think what would have been great is if we had seen her had some moving on in terms of like maybe dating someone else this season and moving on from Pacey and getting over that whole chapter of her life and then going off to Harvard. Um, I think right. that would have been a better way to close out Andy's story. But um, I'd, I guess I'd rather have this than have them destroy her as a character again. Um, I'd rather that have this than other ways they could have gone. And she, off. right. She is making the decision herself in this episode yeah. and she's bringing everybody else back together. And so I really do appreciate that that is something that's, that's hopefully going to be a lot, uh, you know, a big impact on everything going forward is how Andy leaves. Um, but it just, it, it felt awful and we'll get into maybe a little bit behind the scenes in terms of like the writers not really I've, I scoured the internet trying to figure out what's the deal like why did Mer- Meredith Monroe why was she off the show it was not something that she chose that she was like yes I want to be done that was Once not the case not not an, um, an Abby Morgan situation no. where she thought I'm going to be a big star and I want serious roles right I'm going to be out of here it seems like it was more a result of the writers just didn't know what to do with Andy anymore and that sucks I think that's Lazy awful writing. yeah that's on you that's not on Meredith Monroe and she, it's not on Andy as a character that's on yeah. you as the writers and as the showrunners to figure that out yeah i can i think that you and i can sit here and come up with 30 ideas for andy for her very easily high school very easily and i think like that is what 
sucks. And that is what upsets me is that like we could come up with great ideas for Andy as a character. And um, I know specifically that the creator of the show, you know, he has even said Kevin Williamson, he has even said he was upset with Andy leaving the show. He wasn't involved in the show at this point. Um, He was no longer the writer of the show, but he had said he was disappointed because he felt like Andy was such a pivotal character in the seasons he wrote one and two. Then they mm-hmm. trashed her in season three. Uh, two. Yeah. One and two. It- Andy was in the first Oh, no, no, no. I meant he was a writer for seasons one and two. Oh, I understand. And and then they kind of trashed her in season three so much so that to the point that people were such like Jossie fans that they like trashed Andy and didn't like Andy anymore. You know how toxic like fandoms can be. And I think mm-hmm. that really sucks. I mean, I think we very much were like, we we blamed the writers. We never blamed Andy, the character. And we kind of were able to get over it and love her at the end of season but three. If you think about it, by episode, by this time last season, the worst of Andy had oh, already yeah. passed. Oh, yeah. We had a relatively good season with Andy for the majority of the time. Yeah. So it's just, it's ridiculous. I think you're right. Like, I think that... I think that a young fandom wants every obstacle out of the way for their precious Jossie. Yeah. They were drunk on the Jossie juice and they sabotaged my Meredith Monroe. Yeah. And it sucks, but it's it this is what happens with these teen dramas. You see people leave, you see people come. I I understand, but I don't I don't I don't like it. I think it's lazy. And I I don't know. Is this like bad on Kevin Williamson? Why'd you leave the show? This is a yeah, good show. It is. Where, where it did is, you go? Where did he go again? I'm trying to remember to do what? why he Some left. bullshit show. Let me look like, it up. But yeah, it's, it's upsetting because... I don't know. It's upsetting. He just like... Andy is to me such an important character yeah. that to lose her... It just it sucks. It it just Andy it McPhee hurts. is before our time. Yeah, before her time. Yeah, and I gotta oh, say, he focused like, on so in 1999, Williamson left the show to focus on other endeavors, among them ABC's Wasteland, which failed to attract a sizable audience and was canceled after its 13 episode first season. You fucked um, up. Yeah. So it's it's shitty. It sucks. Um, we're going to miss Andy desperately. I'm really really sad to see her go. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was like a decent. A decent episode for her to go out on and we'll talk about the potential implications of her attempting to reunite this group which the other thing I do need to say is wow was the whole thing with Andy doing ecstasy and everyone blaming Jen overblown like not that it's not a huge deal of course it is Andy nearly died I'm not saying that I am just saying the amount that this group falls apart as a result <laughs> seems a bit fucking insane to me yeah they really really fell apart from this one situation yeah. apparently nobody is talking to each other like, or seeing come on. each other so much so that they can't even vi- all visit andy together at once they're all coming separately yeah it's it's so dumb it's it's pretty dumb i i don't know but it's just a plot device for, you know, Andy to find lead, find her way out. Yeah. So let's so. let's break it all down. Um, we have a lot to get through. And of course, we're more I'm in mourning. I'm you know, I've been wearing black since the time I watched this episode. I'm just kidding. I'm not wearing black. But You're, I'm like looking at you. You're literally wearing pink. I know I'm wearing pink. I was trying for the audience, Sarah, for the audience. 
Um, okay. I'm, I, you but know, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to out you. Yeah. No, it's okay. I'm in mourning. So anyway, season four, episode seven, you had me at goodbye. Um, and I knew it. Like, I the didn't name. like that episode title. I was like, that Didn't you think someone was going to die? Vibes. Isn't that what you said? No, no, no. I had a feeling that somebody was going to leave okay. in some capacity. Well, we start off with uh, Joey in her college advisor's office, her guidance counselor's office. A new one. Another for the, one. Uh, for the hundredth time, a new guidance counselor. It's honestly a miracle anybody can get into college with this high school having the like the rotating or what is it? The rotating door. Is that right? Yeah. Of guidance yeah. counselors. I think that this should be a bit uh, like a bit now. I think every single <laughs> episode there should one? just be a new guidance counselor. <laughs> like if you're going yeah. to the. If you're going to do this, like fully lean in. Yeah, I love it. Um, so yeah, so the she's talking about how it looks like Joey is caught in the headlights of college indecision. Um, and so she says, you know, you're well ahead of the game, except there's one college, Williams College. And the advisor needs a peer recommendation from, quote unquote, the person who knows you best. I literally never heard of this type of thing. I haven't either. This is some malarkey is what this is. (laughs) Why does William College of Williamstown, Massachusetts, which is a real college, give a shit what everybody's friend says? Yeah, I feel like I've heard, you know, um, recommendations from teachers. I've heard. I mean, there's things called like a character or a personal recommendation, but you're just going to choose your best friend or like your family members. So what? I don't know. It just feels a little silly. It's first of all, I think it's a bit ridiculous to even have a peer recommendation in the first place. I feel like usually it would always be an adult of some sort. But then like the fact that half the drama in this episode is surrounded by, oh, who knows me best? Just Pick somebody who's the better writer. What the fuck do you mean? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, who would be a better writer? Who would write a better story about you? It's like, or ask them both to do it and then just pick one and don't tell them which one you chose. Oh, that could be a good solution, too. Do you know who's a notable alumni of Williams College? Who? Steven Sondheim. How amazing is that? Who the hell? Am I supposed to know who Steven Sondheim is? Oh, it's a very, very, very famous Broadway composer, my friend. Oh, well, that's why I don't know who it is. You know, I don't know Broadway things. Well, what what things did he compose? Like, give me Into the Woods. I know that one. Sweeney Todd. I know that one. Sunday in the Park with George. Okay. Company. Like, it's one of our biggest. Yeah, he's talented um, then. Yeah, one of our biggest composers, Follies. Uh, one of our biggest composers of uh, the, you know, the modern millennium. So, but I, I mean, that's a really, really big deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Who do you think, if you had to pick somebody, who do you think you would have? Uh, who do you think you would choose? Uh, who knows you best? Me for, personally. For an essay. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Who knows you? Uh, sure. I think you're trying to get into a master's program at Williams University and they say, hi, your essay or you have to get a recommendation of who knows you best. Who do you think that you would choose? Yeah, I mean, probably my husband. Although, like, again, if I'm choosing who writes the best essay, I love my husband. I don't know that like his essay would be the best. You know what I mean? Like he's not mm-hmm. particularly someone who's like a writer. So... He definitely, if I'm picking who knows me best and that is the sole criteria I am using, criterium, I'm using, it's him. 
Um, but if I'm picking someone who writes the best uh, essay, it's not. It's not. It's probably not him. Um, what about what about you? Um, <clears throat> I think that my friend Michelle uh, will would both cover who knows me best as well as be a good writer yeah. for this assignment. Yeah, uh, I've known her since I was in middle school and I've really grown up with her. And I think like she's the one person that like, I feel like truly understands like the in and outs of my past and how my brain works and all that stuff. I just think it's, it's silly to me that the advisor does this whole exercise of like, okay, close your eyes, clear your mind. Now picture the question. Who's the person that knows you? Joey Potter, the best. And I was thinking it had to be Dawson. Well, that's the thing. She she says, open your eyes. Who do you see? And we immediately go to the opening credits. And who is the first person in the opening credits? It's Dawson. Yeah, of course. Of course, it's Dawson. I also thought that it would be Dawson. It kind of felt like a no brainer to me. If not Dawson, then maybe Bessie. But maybe you can't choose. I think it had to be a peer, not a family member. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't be a family member. So. Yeah, I was thinking absolutely Dawson, without a doubt. And it's not because she prefers Dawson over Pacey. Right. It's that they've grown up together. Mm-hmm. They He was with her through the hardest moments of her life. Her mom passing away. Right. Her dad getting sent off to jail. Twice. Her dad twice. Her dad <laughs> cheating on her mom. Right. Um, all the good moments, all the bad moments. And... As much as she loves Pacey and he was there kind of at an arm's length, he wasn't at the same capacity in her life up until recently as Dawson. And I don't think that there's anything to be ashamed of of that. No. And I think um, we'll get into it in a little bit when Joey and Pacey kind of have it out about this whole situation. But I think she makes all the right points and and he makes all the, the wrong points. Although I do think he has a... I shouldn't say that. I should say that... I think Joey is correct in her assessment, and I think Pacey mm-hmm. does overreact, though not without a reason. Um, so uh, then we we we're in Andy's bedroom, um, and she's going through some of her stuff. So I guess he's still bringing everyone is still bringing her all her books and materials and school stuff. Um, and Andy says she's not in a rush to get back to high school. She doesn't want I mean, we've she's been here before where she's had something happen and then she ends up becoming the talk of the town and she's not looking to get back to that place where people are staring at her in the hallways. Um so I don't I don't blame her that that you know that's her reaction. Um and she brings up how it's she's really happy everyone's come to visit her, but everybody has been alone in their visits. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is just so odd. Why wouldn't why wouldn't Joey go with Pacey some yeah. of the times? Why doesn't Dawson come with anybody? Jen, Jen not, I don't think he's upset Jen, with Jen. He's not. He's not really upset with Jen. He's not upset with Jack. He's. I feel as though he, he's he personally, in my opinion, is kind of over the Pacey of it all, and he doesn't have issues with Joey at the moment, really. So. Um, 
I don't I don't really know why why everybody is avoiding each other. Yeah, uh, it's it's really funny. Yeah. So um, Pacey says we're not the most huggy of groups right now. You know, the group is even more fractured. And Andy says, oh, you mean Jack and Jen? And he says, no, everyone. And Andy's like, this is ridiculous. You know, I, I am fully with Andy. In my opinion, mm-hmm. if Andy is the one who is taking responsibility for what happened and Andy is the one saying, I took the pills. I took them from Jen. Like if Andy has explained everything that happened, in my opinion, everyone else needs to forgive Jen too. Because Andy is the one who ended up being the most harmed in this situation. Yeah. I think it's it's a huge disservice to um for Jen for everybody to ghost her because she didn't take the pills. She had the pills. You should be con- concerned with your friends. Why she's holding on to pills when she has a, a past. And also, like, the pills were, like, baited by Drew. So it's kind of like, I don't know. They're not, they're being very narrow-minded about everything. And it's, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's annoying. It's, it really is. Because I just feel bad for Jen. Like, if your friend has pills, my first inclination when be to get angry at them it would be to be like okay how can i help you like right are you struggling with addiction are you going through something yep. why did you feel like you needed to hold on to them why yep. didn't you throw them in the trash not and 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 yeah like it totally has everything like uh, andy took them from jen right jen shouldn't have shown it to her she shouldn't have taken it to but the she party. didn't want but andy she to didn't take them force feed the pills right to andy and on top of that as much as drugs are bad it's the reason why andy has such a bad reaction was because of the medication she was on. and jen didn't know she was on that medication so even if you're trying to blame jen there are parts that she didn't wasn't aware of and i totally agree with you i'm on board with that and the thing is andy is just like it's not jen's fault i want everyone to be back to you know the way they were i want us to be one happy group again and pacey says not all friendships need to be saved you know maybe and i don't I don't disagree with Pacey, what Pacey is saying in that sometimes you just need certain friends for certain parts of your life. And if that relationship is causing more harm than good and it's not working out for you for whatever reason anymore, it's okay to move on. But I think Andy Mm -hmm. in this situation is saying, listen, we can move on without having to move away from each other. Like there is nothing that isn't salvageable here and I do agree with Andy right like the reasons they're all fighting are not things that are um unable to be crossed unable to be you know you can jump over these hurdles um and so Andy and I love Andy I think Andy just she is that optimistic person she is the glue she's always been the glue she has always been the one who is trying to bring people back together her and Jen I think are the two that most exemplify that just you know therapist Jen plus glue Andy trying to just salvage what they can from this group and bring everyone together right like that's why I think it's such a uh, we're we're losing a huge part of the group in Andy. I don't know how they're going to sustain a solid force going forward without Andy. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a little a little scary. Um, meanwhile, we have Dawson finish, finishing up his work painting Mr. Brooks's house, and Mr. Brooks comes out, and 
He's he's basically like, oh, it's about time you finished. And Dawson's Ugh. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not with this guy. Me. I know. Uh, he kind of rips Dawson apart with his job. He calls it streaky. He's like, I wouldn't say your job is well done. Uh, you did cheap paint. You did cheap labor. All this shit. And um, and he's and Dawson is like, I know what you think we did was dot dot dot. And Mr. Brooks interjects illegal. And Dawson tries to explain like this was a matter of life and death. My best. Uh, well, no. My ex-best friend and my ex-girlfriend was on a boat together in the middle of the creek and they were about to die. And I don't know why Mr. Brooks is like so, so, so grumpy about this whole thing. Always, I really think he just needs to get laid. Like that is the moral of the story for Mr. Brooks. He is a lonely old man who has nothing better to do than harp on Dawson. And I'm just like, at this point, if I'm Dawson, I'm just like, you know what? Go fucking to the cops. Like, go, just go fucking talk to him. Because I'll say, mm-hmm. look at all this fucking shit I did for this grumpy guy. Like, I'm a fucking child. Like, I stole, I feel like the cops would be pretty fucking understanding of like, yeah. wow, there was a huge fucking hurricane storm. And I went out to save my friends. I borrowed a boat that I had the keys for, which was Mr. Brooks's. It had a tiny fucking ding in it when we got back. And this guy's making me paint his whole fucking house. Like, I would be fucking done with Mr. Brooks. I know. And then he says that, and then Dawson's like, I have to, I don't have time for this. Like, I don't have time to fix your fence because Mr. Brooks wants him to continue his work to pay off his debt to him and whitewash his fence. And he's like, I don't have time for this. I have to apply for college. And he basically, Mr. Brooks is like, you have no future in college. What's the point? It's like, you don't know this kid. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I thought it was ridiculous that he was making Dawson work even harder. It's almost like Mr. Brooks is lonely and just likes having somebody around that he could bully and talk to um, because he has nobody else in his life. And that's not Dawson's responsibility to yep. be anybody's like companion. Yeah, he's basically a punching bag for Mr. Brooks. Um, and so then we're back, um, in, in school at Cape Side High and we have like this awkward moment between Jen and Jack where she's like, they like make eyes across the hall and Jack Why is Jen's locker so dirty. It looked so, oh, I don't dirty. even know if I noticed it looks so like messy grubby. or dirty. No, like literal dirty. Oh. It looked like she had dirt on her locker. She Ew. needs to take, I know that's what I'm saying. She needs to take a, like a, cl- a, a Clorox wipe and like wipe it up. It's so dirty, but whatever. Yeah, it was a pretty awkward moment. They're just like staring at each other at the halls, and Jack is running away from her. And then Yui is so creepy, and he puts his hands on Jen's eyes and is like, "Oh, guess who? Oh, who I else hate is it? Nobody's out. Nobody else is talking to her." Yui, I know. Who I else love to be. I love Jen's response to rough skin, questionable odor. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah and so um, she's just like the rest thing you the best thing you could do for me and the rest of civilization is curl up and die and i'm just like damn girl she really hates yui and, and yeah well because yui I, yui is not as fun as abby was you know what no. i mean like because you, you got the feeling that 
while Abby was really like nasty to Jen at times, she really did like care about being friends with Jen. Whereas Yui is literally because she had nobody else. So she was really desperate to be friends with the Creek Creeps because. Yeah. And and it was almost like she was so interesting because she had this hard exterior and in the inside, she just felt like she was a loser that had nobody. And she put off this persona that was like, I'm like this bad bitch, but she didn't really feel like a bad bitch. Yui is just a a, a poster. And I think that like he definitely wants to corrupt Jen and have the old good times that they had in New York. But there's nothing underneath that makes him a complex 3D character like Abby was. You're so right. And I think that's what it is. He's very one note evil. Like there's not really anything redeeming about him. Like, oh my gosh, boohoo, so sad. Your dad left you and found a new family and now you're not as rich as you once were, but your mom still works at the fucking Richie Rich Yacht Club. But even if he talked about how that affected him, then that would make him interesting. Right. And he, it's he like, we, we, it was like brought up a single time, like in the yeah. very beginning of the. The introduction of him as a character so it is it's ridiculous and he's just like well your friends don't want to play with me anymore they think I'm a bad influence so you know we need to we need to like fix this and um he says you know what nothing gives me more pleasure than seeing you and your buddies all conflicted um and he's like he like loves this he loves that no one's talking to Jen anymore um right and yeah so uh he's I don't know I'm done with him she's just like listen I'm not gonna be your friend I'm never gonna like come to you for support so get out of my face also it's a repeat storyline with Abby and once again the reason why Abby took so much joy that Jen wasn't talking to the creep creeps and people were mad at her was because then Abby can have Jen all to herself because she had nobody else. Yeah. Like that's why besides that, I I don't even remember that who that dude was that she was hanging out with. Uh, The doc guy. No, not the doc. Oh, I'm sorry. The popular guy that Jen hooked up with at the hot tub. Not Hank. That, that dude. Henry guy. That dude. I have Dr- no, no not Drew. Oh my gosh. No, this guy. I know. Mitch. I don't know. Not Mitch. He's the dad. No. <laughs> the dad is Mitch. It was some like basic ass name though. I think. Okay. Like, whatever. Jacob whatever. Or something. No, it wasn't Jacob. Well, I, I have no clue what it was. But whatever. So, Yui is being a creep. Won't leave him alone. Then we have uh, a scene when we're at PC and Gretchen's place, where it really did come together very quickly. There, it's yeah. very colorful in there. They yeah. have a lot of random stuff, like a bike in the living room. Who am I to judge? But <laughs> um, PC comes in and is like very lovey dovey towards Joey. Yeah, but um. He is reminded very quickly that it's Thursday and on Thursdays, what's Thursdays? Well, I'll tell you what Thursdays are. They are the day where you have to go food shopping. Yes. So he had to go food shopping. And it is Pacey's turn. And uh, so he has to leave. And the thing is, is like, why doesn't Joey just go with him? Like, I don't understand. Like, they could go together. But like, she not that she can't. Okay, I don't mean to say that she can't hang out with Gretchen because I think Gretchen is like a fun mentor for her. Hanging out with Gretchen, exactly. So it's like if you want to spend a bunch of time with PC, then just go with him grocery shopping. Like, it's not like the worst thing in the world. 
And mm-hmm. so, but she stays behind. So Pacey leaves and, um, and Joey asks Gretchen, there's something I've been meeting to ask. How'd you manage avoiding college application dysphoria? And Gretchen says, uh, you know, he might be dating one, but you can't outwitter a witter, especially an older one. And she's like, I know you've been avoiding something. I know you have something on your mind and now I know the subject, but I still need what's going on. And you know what? I do appreciate this from Gretchen. I like yeah. that she like we you I think they do such a good job at showing how Gretchen and Pacey are related in terms of like um they have some of the same ways about them. They both are like very quick, very witty, very like and but can also kind of like spot a problem. They could pick up on signals. And I feel like they do such a good job here with Gretchen and integrating her into the group very quickly, right? We're only seven episodes into meeting Gretchen. And I already feel like she's adding like a ton of value to the show and to the group itself, you know? Yeah, it's also fun to see Joey with somebody a little bit older, but still appear, but somebody that she can ask advice to. Yeah. Um, and has like a little bit, a bit of knowledge about what she's going through. Um, so I really like that dynamic and it's a lot of fun when you get along with your significant other's sibling. Yes. Um, so I really, I really like that dynamic as well. So, uh, Joey opens up about the essay and the fact that she needs to pick somebody that knows her best and she's debating on who would that be. And Gretchen right away is like, well, why don't you just ask Dawson? Like, that's who knows you best. And Joey's like, but what about Pacey? I mean, like, no matter who I ask, somebody's going to get hurt. I just um, think, like, if she was, I don't, okay, I don't necessarily think Joey went about any of this necessarily the wrong way. But I feel like the moment you ask Dawson is when you tell Pacey. You don't wait for Dawson to say yes or no. I know she's trying to avoid the drama. That's, like, obviously yeah. what she's trying to do. Yeah, but just tell Pacey. Pacey's not going to write an essay. He doesn't even do his own homework. How? When is he going to do his essay? <laughs> exactly. Plus, hypothetically, or like, I mean, not hypothetically, but uh, the thing is, is that not only is Pacey taking his senior classes, he's taking three of his core junior classes right now, which I haven't seen him do any schoolwork, but... He has no time to write an essay. And if he did, it would probably be in chicken scratch. So, yeah. no, I don't think Pacey should be the one. But tell him, be like, yo, this means not a lot. But I just want to let you know that I'm going to ask Dawson to write this recommendation for me. It's about who knows me best. But that is because we've grown up together. We've known each other for a while. Um and don't ask permission either. Yes. This is what I'm doing. This is the reason why. And don't give me a hard time about it. I'm 100% with you. I think this whole thing is so dramatic in a way that only like a teen drama can be dramatic. Like it doesn't have to be dramatic. There's no stakes. It's like it means nothing. Exactly. It's actually nothing. She's, there's no fucking way she's even going to go to Williams College anyway. So why do we fucking care? <laughs> why do we care about any of this? Yeah. It's just more... More fertilizer for We the... know they're going to Cape Side University. I don't know why we're fucking pretending. <laughs> it's more filler for the... Um, it's more filler for the Pacey, dra- Pacey Dawson drama with Joey. You know what I mean? 
Um, so yeah, so, uh, then we are back in the McPhee living room and Andy and Mr. McPhee are just like hanging out, watching TV together. Um, honestly, kind of refreshing to see them spending time together. I know like they made a big point of having Jack and Mr. McPhee be very close, but I appreciate that now we're getting, you know, some Andy and dad time. Yeah, it's um, cute that they're on the couch watching some TV. But either, in fact, neither of them are watching it. <laughs> and I that, what do you think they're watching? Probably Jeopardy or something like oh, that. Oh, see, I thought I pictured that Andy was probably like a big HGTV fan. And so they were probably mm-hmm. watching like This Old House or, yes. you know, one yeah. of those ones. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so they uh, they're watching TV, but neither, neither one of them are really watching. And Mr. McPhee says... I've been thinking, I've been watching you this week, and I'm thinking I've made a lot of mistakes in the past with this family, and I, I want to fix it. And he says, I talked to the principal. I You have more than enough credits to graduate, um, and you've gotten early acceptance into university, so all you really need to do is, is walk in June with your graduating class. So what do you think about taking the rest of the school year off? Which... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I suppose this is possible. Um, it's a bit wild. Um, wouldn't Harvard have issue with this? I don't know. I I think okay. that's something you'd need to definitely run by the college let's, that accepted you. Let's live in yeah. a world like this is totally a plausible thing. I don't know if it is or not, but I I can see why Mr. McPhee would want to give this option and this opportunity to his daughter she's worked really hard she got the grades and the scores that she needed to she got accepted into a college she probably took ap courses and that's why she's ahead in credits but i don't want her to leave she's gonna miss out on a lot of important senior year things like yeah like senior cut day and senior prank day and prom and the senior and, ball and, and we know that andy is someone who views those things as very important right like she is the yeah. one who was like everybody let's go to the dance she is the one who views all of these things as being important to your uh to your life right to to right. living out uh, your high school experience but also if you have the opportunity to go to italy for a semester like, how can you pass that opportunity up? Yeah. Yeah. So he says, yeah, do you want to go in Florence with your Aunt Georgia? Um, you could live there. You could hang out. You can. And I, I, I do appreciate that Mr. McPhee notices that. When, and I, again, I, I think the reason I'm so upset about losing Andy is just because of how much I relate to her as a character. It's it's it's, it's honestly painful. Um, but he he says that when she was a younger, when she was a kid, she was like 11, and they were in Florence. Um, she was uh, running around from cart to cart in this market that was near where her aunt lived, and he says it was more than you just being charming. You were free. Is what he says. And this is so relatable. I think like not all of us. It totally depends on your childhood and and all of that. But I think like I think back to those same things. Like when I was a kid and I was just playing outside. You know, I I was so carefree when I was very young. And And the older you get, the more stress is involved in your life. Because you're an adult and you're responsible for things now. And when you're a kid, at least, you're not 
necessarily supposed to be responsible for things. Sometimes people are. But um, I just, I don't know. I related to this moment so much in hearing him say, you were free and I want, I want that for you again. I want you to be free again. And um, you can spend time in Europe and this might be your only chance for an opportunity like this because the next four years at Harvard are going to be intense. So maybe you do need a break. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing. That's why so many people take gap years between senior year and their freshman year of college because or even after when they graduate college and when they work uh, their first full-time job people need that break and the only times that you're going to probably be able to do it is when you're not tied down to a career or a marriage or a family so it's honestly a really really great opportunity and I think that if Andy got the sign off from it I think that she should consider it in the moment I don't blame her for um ultimately taking uh, her father up on this opportunity I will say I, there is no way that a Georgia McPhee is from Italy no way <laughs> so she has to be a tr- an American transplant because I cannot believe that there, that Andy McPhee is an Italian girl well I mean did she I'm so confused did she grow up there did they say that no, they visited, but it's like, what is this Georgia McPhee She probably just moved in? there. I know. I just said they're, they're not Italian. They're not Italian. So I just want to know how, how her aunt decided to move to Florence one day. Fair. Um, so then we're we're still in the McPhee house, and um, Jack is on his computer. You've got mail. Um, <laughs> so funny. And Andy is looking over his shoulder, sees an email from Jen. He deletes it without reading. And Andy says, you, you can't you can't avoid her forever. Um, and he says, right now, I'm not willing to have this conversation. And Andy immediately brings up, dad wants me to take the rest of the year off. Um, and he says, wow, great. You get to, you know, go through your senior year without any, you know, homework, whatever. Um, and she's like, oh, but I would be in Florence. And Jack is very, I viewed this as Jack pulling at straws for reasons that Andy shouldn't go because he'd miss her. Like, I feel like none of these are really valid reasons why she should stay. Right, right. So he says that you would be running away. um, And then Andy asks, from what? And he goes, you tell me. I mean, you've been looking forward to senior year with anticipation that often borders on frightening. And then here it is. You want to leave. And, um, you know, you'll have zero responsibility. If you stay here, you'll have zero responsibility surrounded by friends and family. I don't know if Andy's running away from anything. If she... If this was in the end of last season, I would say, yeah, maybe, maybe before the summer where she had the time to like simmer and get over everything. Maybe, maybe. But I don't think she is running away from anything. I think that she's just taking an opportunity that has presented itself to her. I agree. I think if I guess like and I also don't think getting away from things is always necessarily running away. Um, Sometimes I think separating yourself from issues is a good thing. Having time and distance is a good thing, right? Like if she really is and I'm not saying this is what's going on. But if she really is distraught about the Pacey Joey stuff and really is hung up on him, which again, I don't necessarily think is 100% the case. 
getting some distance isn't necessarily a bad thing. You're not running away. You're providing yourself some distance to move on, to get over it, because being in proximity of that probably is fucking difficult. And so I think I think here is Jack saying, you know, uh, he, he just he doesn't want her to go. Um, and I don't disagree, though, with him. I, I do think there's valid points in what he's saying in terms of like, She'd be the one who'd throw the senior party. She'd be the one organizing all of that. All of that is still true. But also, she's done a lot of the stuff before. She's been to prom. She's run for president. She's been super involved. She went to parties. Like, what else is she going to miss out on? Uh, Yeah, I think it's more of like a, she obviously probably wouldn't plan senior skip day, but more of like the, you know, graduation parties and all of that, although she's still graduating, so I don't know. Um, Yeah, I just think he's going to miss her and he doesn't want her to go. Um, But then we're in, uh, then Jen walks into the guidance counselor's office and again, the fuck is Mitch doing here? He's not the principal. Why is he here? I don't know. I don't know. I, he's he's somehow uh, still involved as the guidance counselor. And this is OK. So it's a meeting with Mitch Grams, um, Mrs. Ms. Valentine and a police officer. Um, yeah. And basically, Jen. No. Yui has reported <laughs> That he and Jen are responsible for Andy's quote unquote overdose on the ecstasy, and he has turned them in out of guilt in his own heart. And the thing is, is that he is now saying that Jen is mainly responsible because I don't know, because he's fucking with her. And and she, Jen tries to deny it, but Drew is like, Jen. You know, if it was me, then why would I come and report us right now? Obviously, it's time for us to come clean. Yeah, this is some real fucking trash. Like, it's, first of all, it's pretty fucking irritating to me that Yui is even in this room when they're having the conversation. Like, in my opinion, you talk to them separately. Because having the crosstalk and having him say, like, oh, but um, why would I, we've been so naughty, Jen. We need help, Jen. Like, it's, and then you have not only that, you have fucking Yui's goddamn um, mom there, too. Just, like, adding fuel to the fire. I don't know. I just... This whole situation pissed me off. The way they handled it pissed me off. I think, like, they barely even gave Jen a moment to speak about what happened. And she ends up having to run after Gramps, who... I don't know. I think well, it's more of the same, right? We keep getting Graham's blowing up on Jen without Jen being able to fully explain herself and her side of the story. And then Jen feels as though she's losing it all once again. She's going to get kicked out. She's going to lose Graham. She's going to lose Graham's like faith in her. It's a repeat. And now it's like now she feels as though she has nothing because she doesn't have her friends. She doesn't have Jack. She doesn't have Graham's. And it's like. Grams just keeps doing the same exact thing over and over again, freaking out at her and not hearing the whole story. It's just becoming a lot. That was what 
was so upsetting is it's not necessarily that Grams is upset because I feel like that is fair, right? That's completely fair for her to be upset and feeling like Jen is backsliding. I think the problem is the content of what Grams is saying where she says, um, scolding is for children. You're no longer a child. I wish you were. Uh, maybe then, and this this line in particular, maybe then there'd still be time to write whatever is wrong with you. I've never in my life been so deeply disappointed in anything or anyone. And I think like that is so supremely harsh to say right. there'd still be time to write whatever is quote unquote wrong with you. I don't know. I just think like this is just not the way to handle that conversation to assert that there is something wrong with Jen. I mean, like, yes, she did something wrong. She didn't, you know, plug Andy's nose and force pills down her throat. I just think like saying that could be even more damaging um, than trying to help her. I mean, I think Grams has been extremely supportive in many situations and I just don't think she always like handles these particular situations in the moment very well. She does not. It was just hard to watch. I don't know. This whole episode for me was difficult to watch, if I'm being honest. It really yeah. <laughs> it was one of my least favorite episodes, uh, at least in recent times. Yeah. It's just uh, sad. Um, so. Um, and yes. then once again, we get Jen in a crisis mode going to Jack. Um, she said that she got an email from him and he's like, well, I didn't send an email. Obviously, it was Andy. And Jack is, which was interesting because he he is like, you know, I didn't send it so you can go. But he like leaves the door open so she can, she can walk in. Yeah. And then um, she, Jen begs him, like, please, like, what do you want? Like, I know you're angry, but like, just tell me how to fix this. Like, I've said I'm sorry. I've apologized. I, you know, I had poor judgment. But the thing is, is like I'm only 17 and I did something stupid. And but when you are close to somebody and they do something unexplained or out of character, you don't abandon them. And you of all people should understand that. And she's like, it's killing me what you're doing. And you may uh, never do what I did. But what you're doing right now, I can tell you, I would never do to anybody, especially you. I think Jen Oh, gosh, the, the more we watch the show, the more I love Jen. I just think like she's so emotionally intelligent. She doesn't always mm-hmm. make the best decisions. But as she says, she's fucking 17. She made a mistake. And I don't even think this like when you're talking about degrees of fault here, to be honest, most of this is not Jen's fault. Yeah, and the Jack fact is being really stubborn and pigheaded. He's being just... too harsh on her. And yeah. she even says too, like, I apologize for things I don't even think were really my fault. And that, to me, headline, this is not fucking Jen's fault. And I think, like, gosh, the way she says this to Jack, like, if I'm if I am Jen here, I am not <laughs> now in my 30-year-old body, if I am Jen in this situation. That's not my reaction. My reaction is, fuck you, dude. Like, I have fucking done everything. I have done. I have apologized. I've apologized for everything. I've apologized for things that I were not my fault. Like, fuck you if you're not going to forgive me. And I think, like, she handles yeah. this with so much grace. And it's just but if you like. you have nobody else, then you are going to grovel and take all the blame yeah. to try to get your friend back. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I just. I love Jen. I love Jen in this episode. I just think like she's so fucking right. She wouldn't do this to somebody else. 
And no. especially not Jack, especially and because she they needs always Jack. do this to her. They always they ostracize her. They blame they her always... for fucking everything. Yeah, they always do this. Because she's the bad girl from New York. Yeah, and it's, it's like, fuck you. Like, this was not her fucking fault. Like, she didn't take the ecstasy. She told Andy not to take the ecstasy, in fact. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, and and then Andy um Jack is basically saying to Andy, like, you get it, you got what you want. Like, you know, nothing you're gonna do is ever gonna fix this. Oh my god. And poor Andy, yeah. like she's just trying to help, you know, like it's fucked up. Yeah. So yeah. uh then we get Joey going to visit Dawson. She like thinks about knocking and then she turns around, she's like, I don't want to. Then she sees Dawson with all the like paint supplies. Um and so he she he or she helps him. And um and he says you have your favor face on. She, yeah. So apparently she has a favor face. Do you have a favor face? Mm, I don't know about that, but I I mean definitely when I have like something that I want from somebody, it's always like, "Hi, I have a cue," and I always use the cue, like the oh, like Q. I have a cue. Yeah, I have a cue. So I feel like I do things that like set up. Got what it. I want. It's not like a face. It's like uh, like wording. Yeah. Wording. Yeah, yeah like a statement. You. Um. Yeah. So she asks him. By the way, he brings up a very good point that he's been doing all this work yet they went on the boat together. I think it's just because he doesn't have the responsibility of having an actual job. He's supposed to have a job. He's supposed to be working at Leary's supposedly. Fresh so, uh, she asks him. To write the essay, and he says that he'll think about it. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and he says, are you sure I'm the right person? Does Pacey know about this? Um, Who and, cares? Yeah. And she says, no, but if you say yes, he will. Uh, you're the only person that knows I have a favor face. I'm asking you to ponder the possibility. And if you decide to write it, you're the right person. I just think there's so much fucking drama around like, this for okay, no Dawson, reason. Write the fucking essay for me. You know, and that's it. I need to get into college. Yeah. Would you know? Write the essay for me. Like, why do you, why does Dawson have to hem and haw about it? Just write the fucking essay. It's loser. all very dumb. Um, uh, so yeah, so then, uh, we're back at Mr. Brooks's house and he's just like, Mr. Leary, unless you'd like to starve to death, you better get in here. What a fucking way to invite someone to lunch. Why does he want to eat Mr. Brooks's creepy food? I wouldn't want to fucking sit with that man and have to eat a meal with him. So then he invites him to dinner, but then they can't even like talk or do small talk. They have to sit in silence. Yeah, you and teenagers then, who can't stand a moment of good old-fashioned silence. So then Dawson's like, okay, no problem. Like, we can eat separately, but I'm not going to stare into your eyes while I eat this silently. shitty meal. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go. And then he's like, this is what's wrong with you. You just run from your feelings. You just don't talk anything out. Yeah, like, fuck you, bro. And, then, and you can't win with this dude. Yeah, no. And I love Dawson here. Again, like, I think this is a really good season for Dawson so far. I got We got to yeah. praise him because we, we get yeah, on his case okay. a lot. But I yeah. feel like he's doing good this season, doing well. Um, And he says, you have a whole wall of photographs full of people I've never seen. Who are they? You once critiqued my phot- photography saying I don't have enough life in my pictures. You've got the opposite problem. Where are these pictures in your life? And I was like, oh, shit. Boom roasted i loved it yeah it's roasted i guess <laughs> it's like 
Why do you care about what he, who's in his photographs? Just take your meal and leave. No, don't even eat. Why did you even accept his food? Um, so then he says, like, these were my brothers and they wanted to start a business and I wasn't in the right place to do so, but I lent the money anyway. And then I lost all my money and I lost my relationship with my brothers. So what I'm trying to tell you is that you have to think about, um, you know, saying yes to things and what it can cost you at the end of the day. And then I was just like, okay. I was like, what kind of, it's like, why are we? And he's like, basically like, you know, um, you'll, you come to realize don't always lose people from your life by choice. Sometimes it just happens when you make the wrong ones. So then in my head, I was like, okay, this is advice as to why Dawson should write the essay because if he doesn't write the essay and makes the wrong decision, then he'll lose Joey. But apparently this discussion made Dawson think the opposite. And he's like, I, I think, will not write the essay. I think, okay, I think it might be not about Joey. I think it might be about Pacey. Oh, I think I think okay. the thing is, is especially because we'll talk about it. But the photo they take at the end, um, PC and Jocelyn are like standing next to each other. I think he's saying that you might lose people from your life, meaning PC. And so Dawson was like, I don't think I should write this essay because Pacey should write the essay because well, then, I want to eventually make amends. Okay, but then Dawson, when he denies writing the essay to Joey, should say that. Which he does not. Does no, he? he I. Um, I we'll get like, to it. I don't I, think so. Look, be like, I, out of respect for Pacey, I don't want it to cause even more of a rift between us. I don't think that I should be the one to write it. He just says, I don't think I'm the one that should write this essay. Nobody talks in full sentences. You know, we're only like 50% there. But they're teenagers. What am I expecting? Teenagers. Yeah. Um, We're back in Andy's bedroom. And Pacey comes in with more books. Um, And she... And I... Okay. As much as they've had like a sordid past with everything, I do love that Andy is always able to, you know, talk to Pacey. They're able to have... She... she um. What, what is the word I'm looking for? She confides in him. That's the word I'm looking for. Ooh, um, yeah. And so she says, I need to tell you something. And again, oh my gosh, I'm getting more and more sad knowing that we're getting close to the end of wrapping up Andy's story. I just, I don't want to. Um, I, Andy is me in so many ways. Um, when she, like, when she is excited about something or she's trying to make a decision, she needs to offload it. Like, she is bursting at the seams with needing to tell someone something. And that is so me. Like, I I can keep a secret if like I need to like I can keep someone else's secret no problem mm -hmm. my yeah. own secrets I like burst at the seams to tell people and I so know. you're very excitable especially in I the am. mornings I, I get, I, I'm a morning I the, person the yeah eight o'clock text message or message and you're just like you're like hi good morning and then, <laughs> and then usually that means like okay like I need to tell you like eight different things yeah and all this eight things have news. happened already <laughs> I'm like, what? What the fuck is it? And then, like, I just like sh come in at like, You're like bitch. I didn't even have my coffee yet. Calm yeah, like, down. Hello. Yeah. And then it's always like you tell me something, and then you're like, also, um, and then you like you tell me something, and you're like, also, and I'm also, like, okay, seven well, other things. Yeah. Okay. So cool. true. It's like the most accurate thing ever. But yeah, so Andy is bursting at the seams, and she tells Pacey, you know, my dad says I could take a the rest of the year off. I could go to Italy for six months, and she says. 
um, you know, he's he, he's making it because because of last week and he's worried. But we talked about it. And you know what? It's different this time. And Pacey asks what Jack has to say. And Andy says, I thought he would be like super into it, but he's he's not. He gives me these sound arguments for why I should yeah. stay. Um, why and, would Jack be into it? He's losing his sister. And yeah. he doesn't even get to go. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yes, yeah, so, uh, Pacey says, you know, he moved across town, not across the world. Um, and Andy does make a good point. My father wants what's best for my health. My brother is being selfish out of love, which is so accurate. I feel like we, she yeah. knows it. And yeah. Pacey says, you want a tiebreaker. And he's like, listen, you've made a hobby out of saving this damsel in distress. And gosh, I love Pacey here where he says, I didn't save you. You saved yourself. You just took me along for the ride. Like, the this line is exactly why we love Pacey. Like, yep. I think first of all, it's accurate. Second of all, I'm happy he doesn't take credit that she is giving him for saving her. She, yes, he he helped. Of course, he was help when she was spiraling. He was there. So was Jack. But it takes a village, first of all, in general. And also, she ultimately saved herself. You know what I mean? Like, she was the one who worked on her mental health. She was the one who was working towards a recovery, having a plan, going on some medication to help with that plan. She was the one who saved herself. And I love that he gives her the credit that she deserves. Yeah, me too. I think that, um, I mean, another one of the reasons why we love Andy and Pasty together is because they are able to communicate and give each other um, accolades to each other and help each other see through situations. Yes. Um, and so Andy says, why can't I save myself now? Why is making this decision hard? Maybe Jack is right. Maybe it's running away. And pa I love Pacey here. From what? What are you running from? She's from everything. Taking the easy way out packing up and life hits a rough patch and Pacey points out what we're saying where maybe it's what you need to to take the training wheels off and, and try riding on your own um and she says a lot of what's happening is because of me and what are people gonna think um and Pacey again Pacey with the solid points I think Pacey is really great in it, sometimes he can be a person where he's jealous or envious or you know mm -hmm. he has these faults everybody does but in times of need, I feel like Pacey is one of the most reliable characters in the show. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like he's able to communicate these things very well with Andy and less so with Joey. And I wonder if it's because, like, I don't know, like, maybe Joey in his mind is, like, less attainable or, like, kind of, like, a reach for him. And he feels more, like, naturally comfortable with Andy because they kind of like you know started it off with yeah. each other together yeah. i don't know um, i think it's because they don't have the dawson of it all involved i think mm -hmm. having dawson involved with the joey and pacey stuff mm -hmm. immediately makes pacey insecure and i don't think he has that barrier or that baggage with andy and it's why we love pandy right like it's they have such good chemistry. They're able to have these conversations. They're yin and yang. They work so well together. And like, yeah, we're going to get more Jossie. And I'm sure. Like, and we're not. I, I think there's a thing where it's like when there are um, when there are stands or like or shippings happening, 
it's really easy to pit them against each other, right? Your team Pandy or your team Jossie. Yeah. I think both couples work. Um, I think like I love team Pandy. I, I love Pandy just because they bring out such good qualities in each other. And a lot of the Jossie stuff revolves around the drama with Dawson. And it's not always as fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you with that. Mm-hmm. Also, it just feels as though like I don't know. Like there's just a lot more it's just doesn't happen as naturally. It's there's like a lot more strife and it has it has to do with Dawson, but then like it also doesn't have to do with Dawson. I don't know. They're passionate. Like I think that they have a lot more lust and passion for each other. They make out a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> um but I, I don't know. I'm not, if I had to choose, but I mean, like, I don't want Joey with Dawson. So I don't know. No, don't no, know no. Yeah. Um, and so Pacey does say, you, you spend a lot of time worrying about other people. We all do, but it's mm-hmm. your life. It's not your dad's, it's not Jack's, it's not mine. It's yours. You get to live it, meaning you get to be the tiebreaker. And I yep. think this is like perfect advice exactly when Andy needs it. You know, I think this is solid advice. Um, and then we get Jen and Yui, and I think, like, I feel like they should have, or Jen should have requested to not have to do community service with him. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, if you're going to have two people that are a little bit dangerous when they're together, if, if, if your perspective is, like, you're a cop or, like, a parent, then you probably wouldn't want these two together anyways, so I think it's ridiculous that they're doing community service together. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they're talking about, uh, all their community service they're going to be doing together. Um, and, uh, Jen says, Yui, you forgot that I know you. You did all of this to look better to everybody else to protect that inner Iago of yours. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you'll, no amount of apologizing is good enough for these people. Uh, once they've made up their minds about who you are and like, to be fair, that's true for Jen. I feel like she's had such a struggle of like, Everybody has made up their mind and said she's New York Jen. She's bad girl Jen, bad bitch Jen. No one is going to forgive her when she makes us. If anybody else had made the mistake she did, it would be like done and over with instantly. They'd forget them instantly. Yeah. Um, and Yui is like, oh, he's playing the same old fucking card. Same bullshit Yui, same di- or different day. You know, oh, the, none of them know who you are, Jen. They're not your people. I'm your people. It's like, you're fuck not you, my people. Yui. Yui, you're stupid. I can't stand Yui. Yeah, you're your inner Iago, just like that bird from Aladdin. <laughs> That's exactly who she's referencing. Not, <laughs> not you know the famous Iago from uh, isn't it Shakespeare? Uh, Othello. It's, it's yeah. the it's the Aladdin Aladdin Iago. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I Squawk. think so too. That's what. Yeah. Um. So we're back in the McPhee household. And uh, Mr. McPhee comes in and he says, oh, you're getting your color back. And he says, yeah, everything seems to be going around good around here. Right. Like you and Jack. And to me, this is like Andy is not necessarily searching for reasons not to go, but just shoring up that if she leaves, everything's going to be OK in her absence. Yep. yep. Yeah. And he he he's like, yeah, like everything's like going going well with us. Um, definitely her trying to be like, if I leave, you will be okay. Um, and she goes, but why can't PC and Dawson do it or Jen and Jack? And Mr. McPhee says, sometimes all it takes is realizing what you risk losing by letting somebody go. 
Um, yeah. I and mean, this is good advice. Like, as much as we mm-hmm. hated and abs- like absolutely hated Mr. McPhee um, early on, I really... I'm really enjoying how they've turned him around as a character. And like, I think we were a little bit judgy maybe in the beginning of like, wow, he turned around very quickly. Like they're really making him out to be a hero now. But I think this is like, I mean, I, I don't have this story, right? Like I don't have the story that Jack does, but I think this is kind of realistic where he realizes like wow I'm really gonna lose the opportunity to have a relationship with my son if I cannot get yeah. over that he's exactly. gay exactly and I kind of love it now and sometimes I mean sometimes it takes some sort of big event in your life to realize the meaning of the people within it yeah. so and he's lost so many people already you know yeah. like he's lost a son he's kind of lost a wife in a lot of ways and I think who knows? I don't yeah, even know. We don't know where it's going I wish, on with her. All I really want to know is where Andrea where she's McPhee at. is. Yeah. It's really bothering me. I wish that they would close that up. Yeah. I think it'll, yeah. it could be a mystery that lasts a lifetime at this yeah. rate. Um, so we're back at the dock because of course all important conversations happen at the dock. Um, and Dawson comes up to Joey and uh she's she's outside reading because apparently mr copeland in room three breaks out in song while bathing in a b and b that's weird kind of a nonsense is that um and dawson says he's been thinking about it since the minute joey asked him to write the peer review letter thing and he says he's not the right person not anymore Mm. yeah so i guess you're right like i suppose his the reasoning is because maybe to protect Pacey, but right. he doesn't say that. So I think that it's a little, in my mind, it just feels like kind of a dick thing to do instead of maybe a more heroic thing to do. Uh, but because he doesn't articulate himself. Yeah. Uh, and Joey's like, well, you know, like I, I, I asked you to think about it and you did and that's your decision. So I guess that's it. Yeah. And then, of course, Pacey comes up and he's like, what's going on here? A play date. Um, <sighs> this was so annoying. Um, yeah. And like, I think immediately jo- I don't blame Joey because she's just like, listen, I know I know that tone. Um, mm-hmm. Like we're going to get into a fight. And I, I just I don't I'm not up. For yeah, it I don't right have now. like the mental capacity to spar with you right now. Yeah. And he goes, okay, so um, if it's nothing, then you tell me about it. But if it's something, you keep it a secret. And he goes, um, and she's like, I don't want to talk. And he goes, well, now you get to decide who gets to talk when. And Joey is like, okay, you know what? Like, you're never around. Like, I don't even know how to talk to you this week. And he's like, brings in Andy. And he's like, what? You're mad at me that I'm hanging out with Andy? And Joey's like, no, you know what? And then she kind of explains what the situation was uh, about this whole, whole thing. And he gets offended because, not because she asked um, Dawson to write the essay, but because what the question was and she explains like he's been through it all like he was here when I was a kid and you know all the things that we listed earlier and I don't know I think that once again it's just drama for drama's sake and it's just really aggravating but I think the thing is so Joey says you can't be angry at me for asking him and 
I think, yeah. Pacey says, I'm not angry that you asked him to do something for you. It's the question. The person who knows you best, when do I get to be that person? And I think, like, again, the way it's the way Pacey's going about this that is aggravating, right? Like, it's if he had been like calm, cool, and collected and not necessarily gone at it like but from he that. He doesn't talk like this to, to Andy. And no, he, he doesn't. Didn't. I think, and I exactly, this is, but this is why because he's insecure about the Dawson thing. I don't, I don't know if I think that he's insecure to be with somebody like Joey. Like, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think he's insecure that joey and dawson have this thing that he feels like he will never get to have with her when do i get to be that person when do i get to be the person you come to because i know you best how long is it going to take for dawson to not be that person anymore well, i think it's more think of a insecurity for himself his, i guess so yeah he's getting in his own way about this because yeah. how many different ways does he have to does she have to tell him that um that Dawson is not in a relationship it, no it takes I think the problem is I don't it's so hard to like get, I agree with both of them they're both right Joey should ask Dawson because he does know her best and he's been with her through all of these really important moments in her life but I also understand where Pacey's coming from where he's frustrated because he is her someone now not Dawson he is uh, her boyfriend he is someone that's who not is the, yeah that's not the fucking question though the question is like who are you closest with right just, now in this second i like, just that's think, not the fucking question no no i think the problem is it's it's he wants to know how long is this gonna last where dawson is always going to be a part of the equation of the Everything two of us takes time. he's a fucking baby you know what like i'm over him i'm over him and honestly at this point i'm gonna root for dawson and joey i'm fucking what the sick fuck? of his shit okay this is no you've gotten out of control you've I'm gotten out of, of control he is such a fucking whiny baby with joey he's I so don't insecure think, it's i think so he's trying in my opinion he is doing as best he can with his teenage brain to express to joey that he wants to be that person for her and of course he's insecure about dawson he has been insecure about dawson i just think like yeah it's frustrating he needs to remind himself that she joey chose picked him. him yeah exactly but i think he's a fucking teenager and he has teenage brain and yes it's super annoying but i also think it makes a lot of sense i like that dawson is staying in his own fucking lane oh trust me i am with you i agree with you a hundred percent i'm glad that dawson is staying in his lane and you know what his hair looks great this episode whoa it looked great. No, it wasn't as wet. It wasn't as wet. You're it looked right. amazing, and he looked very good this episode. Okay. And he stayed in his own lane. I am sick of freaking whiny baby Pacey. I'm done with it. Get okay. over it. You should be happy. She chose you. I Go don't disagree with, with that. Sun. I don't disagree with that. I think, okay, here's where I'm coming from. I think having these insecurities, or Pacey having these insecurities makes sense. I think he shouldn't be vocalizing them as much. That's where I am. I think that he needs to work on himself. I don't think that he is ready for this relationship then. Okay. If he just keeps piling all this shit on Joey, it's so annoying. Um, okay, moving on. We're outside freaking Leary's Fresh Fish because apparently there is no other fucking restaurant in this town. I mean, I think that they probably get a free meal at Leary's Fresh Fish. Um, and so, uh, Dawson's walking in, he bumps into Joey and they both find out, oh, they're having dinner with Andy. And of course there comes Jack. He's also having dinner with Andy. Uh, and they walk in 
and uh, and yeah, Pacey's already there. And um, then we see Jen enter, and Jack is immediately like, "I'm not hungry. Can you bring me home a doggy bag?" Win. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm Jack, so sick enough. of these boys. I've had enough. Yeah. And <laughs> so and, and Jen is like, it's fine. I'll go. I'll go. And Andy says, no, I am. I'm leaving Cape side. That's why I asked you all to come here tonight to say goodbye. And there's something yeah. I need to say to you guys, all of you, before I go. So please, you know please what? stay. Maybe maybe I should leave Cape side. Maybe this is a good idea. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave Cape side too. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, so Andy says, it shouldn't have taken a scheme to get you here all tonight. Um, you know what? I sat down with my trusty number two and I made a list of pros and cons of when my dad said maybe I should Do leave. you have a number two pencil in arm's reach right now? Um, I don't. I ha- Well, I have it. Yes, I, technically I do. I have a, I have a, um, mechanical, a mechanical pencil, but, yeah, they're, so. but they're number two. Yeah, yeah. Fine yeah, pencil. You could totally do a Scantron with that. Exactly. I do. Do you? I have a couple of mechanical pencils, yeah. Amazing. We're we're very prepared, people. I love writing utensils, to be honest with you. You really do. I really love. I'm yeah. really 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 particular about writing utensils. Yeah. Yeah. Um so right, so she says uh on the cons list, uh the thing at the top was you guys. I didn't want to leave my friends. You've supported me, you've consoled me, un- understood unconditionally. But we're a mess right now, and we need to talk about it. And he's, mm-hmm. she says, enough with the blame Jen game. If I don't, you shouldn't. Yes! Thank you, Andy. I agree. Uh, she said she had the pills, but I took them. It was my fault. And Pacey, Joey, and Dawson, you guys are so lucky. Do you know how rare it is that you've known each other your entire life, and you've been friends that whole time? Please don't underestimate that. In the end, you always go back to the people that were there in the beginning. And in the beginning, there were the three of you. Which, like, I don't necessarily agree with that sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Was like revisionist history. It's like in Boy Meets World when when Sean, Corey, and Topanga are like, we've been best friends for 15 years. It's more of like I don't on the playground. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that um, that you always go back to the people in the beginning. I think like there's plenty of space to grow apart from those people that you like grew up with. But I also think like she's making a valid point, right? Of like you have each other. Yeah. Stop being babies about this. Yeah. I have a ton of friends I've been friends with since elementary school. I'm very lucky and I don't realize that I'm not lucky about that. There you go. Wait, I am lucky about that. I don't I don't know. I know know what you're saying. You're very lucky is what you're saying. I'm very, yeah, I don't, it doesn't go past my head that I'm lucky that's the case. Um, And then I love Andy just reading Jen and Jack for filth. She's like, this is inexcusable. Um, The the biggest (laughs) reason that was keeping me here was that if I left, Jack wouldn't have a sister. But then I realized you would. Okay, this was my favorite line. I thought that this was so, like, it's like, but it makes me so sad because it's like, oh, no, Andy, you're his sister. But yeah, yeah, I like like that i i i really love the jack and jen friendship yeah. i think it's probably the strongest relationship in the entire show absolutely and that's saying that coming no, no, from no. this episode absolutely and um and i think andy does such a, again we talked about andy earlier being the glue and i think in this moment absolutely she is the glue because she says like you've taught me so much about love and friendship and maybe me leaving, I can return the favor. Because if it ends like this, the way things are right now, it's not how I want to remember us. And I think, like, that's all she – I think that was enough to kind of shake them and be like, 
you are friends. You're, you're practically family. You need to get over this. If I can get over it, there should be nothing keeping the two of you from getting over it. I loved it. I loved it so much. I freaking love this speech by Andy. It like yeah. got me really like sad and happy and all of the emotions all at once both times I watched it. Like I just, gosh, she's so good. She's great. She's great. She, and, and ultimately I think, at the end of the day, I am glad that Andy left on a high note. I'm glad that she left on her own terms. So for that, I can accept that she left this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Joey and Pacey, uh, you know, have this conversation where Pacey stops her from apologizing. And he says, I'm sorry for how I reacted to the whole peer rec thing. I think it was just kind I just kind of a left hook to, in, to the hot button. And I reacted, well like Pacey and I think like I liked I appreciated this apology and I also appreciated then um you know Joey says uh you know that guy who you reacted like is going to be in 10 years the person who knows me best Dawson knows my past but my future lies with you yeah I really like this line um this totally got me in the feels and it's a great point yes he might know my past but you know my future and that's more important yeah um and uh so then we get um Dawson Dawson and Andy are like sitting and talking and then we see Jack and Jen have a conversation and uh and Jen's crying and she's and Jack says is that the girl that used to tell me everything and Jen says is that the boy who used to listen and I was like oh my god oh I love it Jack says I never stopped listening um what Andy said in there you were such an important part of my life and I thought maybe you were changing on me and Jen says I haven't changed it's still me a girl who screws up every now and again um and Jen says I don't need an apology I just need somebody who will stand by me are you willing to do that and they hug and it's so sweet yeah I love their relationship they're the best I like and and best friends that are like siblings they get into fights that are dirty and bad and wrong and and all these things but you 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 forgive each other and you move forward from it and I love their relationship they definitely have probably one of my favorite relationships and friendships in the entire show absolutely 100% and I think a lot of it is stems from the fact that we know they're always going to be um what's the word I'm thinking platonic right like I think the fact that we know there isn't going to be well I guess there could be but we were pretty certain there isn't going to be a chance of any type of romantic entanglement that Mm -hmm. really strengthens their friendship um I really love it um and then we see uh Joey looking out on the water and Dawson of course joins her all the important conversations happening on the docks um and uh and Dawson says I never doubted how well I knew you Joey I was afraid of what would happen if I had put it all down on paper um, that uh, he says, if the offer still stands, I would, I would still like to do it for you. And Joey says, thank you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. Um, it's nice. Like, I guess, I don't know what he, do you know what he means when he says, I was afraid of what would happen if I had to put it all down on paper? Like, do you think he was going to catch feelings Feel, again? Like feelings would all come up again, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then we see Andy and Pacey together on the bench 
And Andy says, oh, this could be the last time. And PC says, don't say that. There's no need for that. You'll be back. There's prom. There's graduation. Um, and uh, PC asks, is this why you're why you're you made the decision because of what I said? And Andy says, you gave me my strength, the strength to do things that I always needed to do, but what I was too afraid of to do. Um, and I, oh gosh, I love Pacey right here where he says, you, you don't get to use the word afraid anymore while being self-referential. Now mm-hmm. you're brave and perhaps stalwart. And he says, no, I hate stalwart. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> um, and Pacey says, what I'm going to miss most is your overwhelming optimism, your ardent belief that everything in this world is wonderful until proven crap. Do you think you could maybe leave us a bit of that when you go? And she says, it's the least I can do. And they hug and they say goodbye. And gosh, I loved this scene. I think this is so true. Like we need Andy's optimism in the show, right? I think there's a lot of like downer yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's a downer except for, for Andy. And Andy much. has been through like arguably the most fucking shit, right? Yeah. Like she's yep. gone through the most. And I think like I'm so going to miss her. Like her I can't express. going to be missed. Yeah, I yeah. can't express how much. I needed to watch Andy at this particular time in my life and like how relatable she is. I mean, I would have related to her. I did when I was a kid anyway, but in a different way, you relate in a very different way. Yeah. Back then for her overachieverness and for her like zest for life and um, her particularness. And, and now you've related to her, older because of the mental health struggles that she's been through and over conquering it and yeah it just gives me hope like the way she handles shit like if she can handle I know she's a fucking character on television but like if she can fucking handle her shit and get over stuff and and yeah like um you know mental health journeys aren't necessarily always linear like progress isn't linear um, but like, gosh, she's a fucking amazing character and I'm really sad we're losing here, here. And like you said, like, I'm happy that this is the, that we get this moment with Andy. I'm happy that she's the one gluing everyone back together. I'm happy yeah. we're leaving her on a high note, but I'm, I'm really going to miss her. Yeah. And I'm going to miss her too, but yeah. I'm at peace because it's not, it could have been so much worse. It really could. I mean, we saw what they did in early season three. Yeah. It definitely could have been worse. Um, and I, I love her and Jack saying, or, or, you know, saying goodbye for now. And I love Jack saying the thought of having to say goodbye. And Andy says, Jack, you're my brother. There are no goodbyes. Um, and so they, they say goodbye. And then they all take a picture. And at first, Andy is between Pacey and Dawson. And then she moves over to where Jack is. And Pacey puts his arm around Dawson's shoulder. And I just think, like, I loved this moment. I felt like there was some... We've already seen, like, Pacey apologize to Dawson and then had kind of that moment. And this felt like another step in the right direction. You know? It it felt like healing of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm excited to see what comes next from these two. Um, Yeah. And yeah. And then after that, we get a, um, like a, a scene or like a, like a still. Yeah. Still. Thank you. Yeah. In loving memory of David Dukes, Mr. McPhee. And I think that this also was a huge punch to the gut. He's so, he's so young. He was only, 55 years old he passed away from a heart attack um on a shooting location for a stephen king miniseries awful yeah um 
this was totally out of left field for me. I had no clue, and it makes me so sad. He was so so young and had a you know two children, and I, I, it really and it's this just feels like so so strange as well because it's now we're not going to see Mr. McPhee anymore. Yeah, it's and really sad because of the place we had gotten to with him. Like, again, I think I feel very similarly about the Andy stuff where it's like, I'm happy we got the stuff we got mm-hmm. because um, if if they if he had died and the storyline was left a little bit more um, in an unhappy place versus the place he's in now with Jack and with Andy, it would have been even worse for us as viewers, I'm saying. Obviously, he yeah. is a human, real human being, and it is sad regardless. So I'm confused. Like, are, how are we going to see Jack in his home life now? We're never going to go back to... Well, we'll see. We'll have to see what they end up doing. Manor. I, it's... I mean, based on... I mean, I assume he was able to finish out the season, but... I don't know I for sure. This. It depends on the know. timing of it all, right? Um, but yeah, it's it. It took an already kind of gut punch of an episode and really hits you in the stomach with it. Um, I just, as much as I really enjoyed this episode for what it was, um, and I did. I thought the Joey and Pacey Dawson stuff was a little stupid, but um, the Andy stuff is some of the strongest Andy stuff we've gotten. Um, and I just, I'm so happy that this is the note she's going out on as much as I don't want her to go out at all. Um, yeah, I, gosh, I'm getting like emotional. (laughs) I don't know why, but I am. Well, because it's hard. I just remember like the first time we met Andy in her, uh, in her freaking sob and like she (laughs) crashed into Pacey and it's like the energy that she emanated. Like, the very first time we saw her. And it's, yeah. like, especially coming off of, like, the 13-episode first season where, like, everything felt, like, so closed in. Yeah. You know? And we were, like, like these people felt- need more friends. Yeah. like if <laughs> yeah. And, like, everybody was, like, I mean, like, we liked Joey, but yeah. everyone felt, like, such, like, downers. And, like, Andy yeah. really brought in this, like, zest for life and, like, a totally different... A totally different attitude, and it was yeah. like I don't know why I'm getting so freaking emotional. Big, no, about I, Andy McPhee, I'm like literally tearing up. I mean, God. if there's a character to get upset about, like I feel like Andy is the one. Like and as I much gotta, as the show, I gotta say, like the first time I watched it, I didn't cry. Like the second time I watched it, like one tear shed. Like yeah. I was numb to it until like. I'm physically talking about it right now. And like the fact that we're like not going to see her. Again. That's that's for me. I think what it is, is at least when I was watching the episode, I was like, but at least we still get to talk about Andy. And I think now the fact that like it's like shit, like this is the last that we're going to see of her on the show. And like the last we're going to get to talk about her really like it. It sucks. It really sucks. I I can't even describe like how much I related to Andy watching her these last couple of seasons. And so it really fucking sucks that she's going to be gone and that it wasn't something that like it wasn't the actor's decision to leave. Yeah. Um, They wrote her off the show. And it, and again, I'm happy that they wrote her off in this way, but it fucking sucks that she was written off to begin with. Um, So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go to an ad and then we're going to be back because we still have some feedback to to get into. So we will be right back. 
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. All right. We got to start with Linda because Linda is, of course, like our... Our Andy Stan, we need to we need to start with Linda. Yeah, she's the president of our Andy McPhee fan club. Yeah, she's I love her, the subject of her email line also killed me. It says shines overalls beam into the sky. Andy McPhee <laughs> fan club assemble. Um, that made me smile already, Linda. So props to you that you got me to smile. Um, she says, hey, ladies and shit, 90s squad. Jess, how are you holding up after saying goodbye to our baby girl, Andy? A huge hit to Andy's angels. I'm not as I'm not okay as you all might have guessed. I've been dreading this episode so much. Saying goodbye to my precious angel Andy is so hard. I was full on ugly sobbing. Deep breath. Now here we go. Um, she she does bring up like missing the PC Andy friendship and the fact that we got to see it this episode, which I I also loved. I felt like they had some really great send off moments together. Um, and I love how she, she notes, like, no matter what happens between the two of them, they'll always be there for each other. Um, and, uh, then she notes the, the line that Pacey says, maybe we're just meant to spend a certain part of our lives with certain people and move on. And she says, I know that Pacey's thinking about him and Dawson, but I feel like this is subtext for Andy leaving. Um, yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense to me too. Um, that it works kind of in both of those ways. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love that Linda's right there with us. She says, I don't understand why everyone is mad at Jen. The way she's treated in this episode infuriates me, especially by Jack and Grams. That psychopath Yui makes shit up to force Jen to spend time uh, with him. And Grams believes it automatically without even talking to her about it. The whole is thing about like a new method of like trying to find friends is just like making up lies about people <laughs> so that yeah. I can like force people to hang out with me. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, she says the whole fixing the whole thing about fixing Jen made me feel sick. Jen doesn't deserve to be treated like this. And I wanted to hug her so badly. Um, and um, I, I, I like Linda's take on Mr. McPhee wanting Andy to go to Italy. She says, I appreciate Mr. McPhee wants to help Andy, but completely uprooting her right now seems so dangerous. She was just in the hospital because of an interaction with her meds. She needs stability yeah. with her doctor, her therapist, her family, her friends, not the stress of leaving everyone and moving to another country. That's like a very valid point I hadn't thought about, about like the doctor and therapist situation. Yeah. Yeah. I can only say that like, perhaps being in Italy she can also get medical help and she could oh gosh I was just about to say like telemedic <laughs> that's not a thing that's not a thing 2000 yeah. um 
but maybe yeah, I, like, she'll get support from Aunt G. Like, I don't know. I yeah, guess. But I that's a good see, point, Linda. I could see both. Yeah, that's a very, very solid point. Um, she said, Andy's goodbye speech had me full on ugly sobbing, talking about how they showed her what love is and how they supported her. Of course, even as she is leaving, she's trying to bring everyone together because Andy's an actual angel like that. She is. Um, uh, and, uh, Pacey's and Andy's goodbye. Um, my heart. I love them so much. I may have replayed this scene like five times. I went through an entire box of tissues. They truly helped each other grow so much and their love for each other will always be so strong. Um, they're soulmates regardless of whether or not they're together romantically. I totally appreciate that sentiment and I full on agree, Linda. Like people can be your soulmate without having it having to be romantic. Um, Linda signs off by saying, well, I'm off to go cry some more about how much I miss Andy, about how she deserves so much better, about how Meredith deserves so much better and about how we all deserve so much better. Um, thank you, Linda. Like we so appreciate you being like head of the Andy fan club and like going on this journey with us and just like. Telling us all how you relate to Andy as well, I think it's been like it has added so much value to us discussing the show in general. And like we are fully with you. I'm I'm devastated to lose to lose Andy here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still full on ugly crying during the fucking podcast. I'm a fucking loser. I got I'm, I'm like with this, you. I was like fully holding it together. You had it together like for this most of moment. It. Like I don't know what happened. I talking I about I it just, is tough. Neither one of us like, want to lose Andy. That and like losing Mr. McPhee in real life, like that just like really brought me all down. But it's I'm hard. Cool. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. Uh, shall we get into a voicemail from Temmy? Yes, Timmy will make me feel better with his go. clues that I won't be able to figure out for like five episodes. <laughs> Favorite face, Andy is stalwart. I didn't watch the episode, ladies. Dawson knows my past. Oh. My future lies with you. It's great. PJ fans rejoice. Slip into your PJs, eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Although a turkey sandwich will have the smallest of meetings later in the season. Bon voyage, Andy. J'espère que tu auras bon moment avec ton G. Bye. Okay, we need a translator for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I, first of all, too soon, Tammy. Too soon. Number two, I don't know what you said, but it probably was not good for the Dandy, the Pandy fans. <laughs> like, I think, like, Temi got out his PJ flag and is, like, flying it high. He's like, screw all of you Pandy people. Pandy time is over. It's yeah. now for us to rise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Temi corrects me. Up. Yeah, that's like, the whispering like- of, um, of Dawson is my best. <laughs> Yes, yeah, my past. The dramatic, uh, the dramaticness of that it was all. So funny. All right, uh, are you ready to hear from the one, the only DBK Dirtbag D-B-K. Kelly? DBK. Hey, ladies, how's it going? I'm sure it's been discussed at this point, but uh, we're saying goodbye to Andy McPhee. It's a sad day on Dawson's Creek. We got no more Andy content. This will be the last we see of her till, well, till like a deleted scene in the season finale. Um, they've always said like I've always seen for why 
she was done is that she was like written into a corner. They always say the writers didn't know what to do with her. So I was just wondering if you guys like sort of believe that. Cause like, I don't feel like she was written in that much of a corner. I feel like they could have did more stuff with her, but I don't know. Maybe not. Anyways, uh, till next time I'll talk to you later. Peace. Um, I, I think that, once again, it's lazy writing. I think that yeah. if they wanted to make it work, then they would have made it work. There's a billion things that they could have done with Andy. Um, I think that um, I think that probably the public perception of her back in 2000 wasn't that great, especially when mental health wasn't as spoken about as it is today. Yeah. Yep. I think that she needed to get out of the way to make PJ fully thrive. And I think at that moment, once again, the public perception was people were team PJ and not team Pandy and not team DJ or anything else. Like, I think that they, they, the people who are watching the show were really set on this, this couple and having Andy there say, seemed like, an obstacle so um i think that to get her out of the way would have been helpful um but i think that if they wanted to make it work they would have made it work i think the thing is though right like if if the problem is because i agree with you it, it's very lazy if the problem is they view andy as an obstacle for joey and pacey as a relationship Give Andy a different relationship. Have her actually move on, right? Like, what the fuck happened to Frenchie Frencherton that she, like, had a great time with? Because he was actually Mm -hmm. local. He wasn't actually French. Like, I just think... Or maybe her going to orientation at Harvard and finding, like, a Harvard guy. There's so many ways that you could... um, And I, I... Here's the thing. Andy probably would be going to Harvard, right? Like, she'd be off the show by the end of the season. I still think we could get... Uh, We would get however many more episodes of her, like 14 more episodes of Andy. I think that's plenty of time to find a new relationship for her. I think there's so much you can do with Andy to keep her on the show and keep everybody satisfied. Right. There's so many ways with her mom. Yeah. Like there's so many storylines you could explore. Right. Exactly. Stuff with her mom, Um, her recovering from the whole ecstasy situation, like there a new relationship for her like more therapy stuff right like there she is a a character that is so rich and so deep and has so much to get into the fact that you're writing her off because quote unquote oh we don't have anything else to do with her we're in a corner is fucking bullshit like she is not written into a corner her story is not over there is so much left to be done with andy that yeah. it is, it, to me, it's just an excuse. see her have, like, a weird hookup with Dawson. Okay, no, let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> they had such a good time together that one time. Let's the not blues. throw out horrible, horrible ideas. Well, the blues, <laughs> we had such a good time. They could My be more friends. Gay, blah, 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 blah. Listen, My... they could get drunk together, great, by all means. Yeah. Um, I, ju- I, I totally agree with you. I think it's lazy. I think it's, it's just, like... We knew she was going to be going to Harvard. And so if you want to write her off, fine. But give her the rest of the season. Like, it's it's bullshit. It's upsetting. Um, there's yeah. so many other storylines that, like you said in the beginning of the podcast, that we could fucking pitch. Like, and we're not fucking TV writers, you know? Like, there's so many other ways they could have done this. And it's upsetting 
Um, and it's yeah, it's it's frankly just it's just disappointing. Um, yes. But anyway, thank you all for that feedback. Um, of course, you can reach us so many ways. We have an email address, shitnuttiespod at gmail.com. We have a website, shitnuttiespod.com. You could leave us a voicemail on that website like Temi and DBK did. Um, you could always also find us on Twitter and Instagram at shitnuttiespod. Um, any feedback, we we love to get it. Um, gosh, oh my God, what a what an episode. It was, ugh, it was a lot. Um, are you ready to hear the title of our next episode, Sarah? Sure. We are going to be covering the unusual suspects. Ooh, unusual suspects. What do you think that means? Seems as though we're getting our annual mystery episode. <laughs> Seems like this is like a continuation of everything else. Perhaps, perhaps Drew is up to more chaos and Mm -hmm. has accused somebody of something and they had to crack the case who's really responsible behind it all um and we're not going to be alone what i know um we are going to get so we've already had adam and lindy both from their crazy ex-girlfriend podcast called one indescribable podcast we are now going to round out that trio with the third person from that podcast joining us with Todd. I'm so pumped to get Todd on the podcast. Um, so Amazing. he's going to be with us next week. Um, so don't forget to send in feedback and everything. Uh, any questions you want us to dive into. Anything like that. Sarah, what do you have going on these days that you'd like to tell the people about? Yeah, we have our weekly Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World coverage. Check out Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram for future 90s bonus content uh jessica and i were both on to can't keep a secret which uh is a pretty little liars podcast with jay and aj so Mm -hmm. check that out uh if you're a pretty little liars fan and aside from that you can find me at sarah ferguson oh duh uh also jessica and i on the post show uh recaps um channel discussed the flight attendant Mm -hmm. the second season started so we are covering that weekly when new episodes come out yes uh we're over there we've already dropped two episodes we're gonna drop two more next week loving season two if you're not watching the show you should be because it's it's really fun it's a really fun like mystery i know if you love sarah speculating on this show as to what would happen time step by two on flight attendant because neither one of us knows where season two is leading so um that's been tons of fun of course you can always hear me over at community building on poster recaps um we are coming up on what is touted as the best episode of community we're going to be covering remedial chaos theory very soon it's the dice episode for like casual fans of the show um so go check that out and then of course um i'm also going to be covering the wilds which is an amazon prime video show season two is dropping in just a couple of weeks um so go check out that content as well you could always find me at the jess sterling anything i'm anytime i'm involved in anything i always tweet about it as the best place to find me um so yeah i think that's i think that's everything we've got we're gonna go cry our eyes out a little bit more about losing andy from the show um so we thank you all for for sticking with us through this really awful episode for us to have to talk about um but we will talk to you all next week Just have a good night everybody bye shit 90 shows taught me